Well, a lot's been going on. Can I testify for a minute? I want to tell you what God's been doing. Number one, my family's good. Hallelujah. My wife and I are good. Been married a long time, coming up on 16 years. My daughter turns 13 this coming month. My son turns 11. Amen. But I want to testify about some miracles. Everybody say miracles. Now, at home at the church where I pastor at Global Force, we've been seeing God do massive stuff. And here's why. Everybody say big stuff. The reason God can manifest and do big things is because people change their mind with God's big word. Everybody say amen. amen. Everybody put the face on like you smell something bad. Say, whoo, amen. So I'm talking about that's called stinky praise. Whoo, Lord. Amen. Some of you are acting really serious like you, you've never been to this before. Everybody say it's going to get worse. But see, here's the thing. We got a guy. Everybody say, I know a guy. There's a guy that shows up in our church. He walks up about six weeks ago, and he said, I've been hearing what God's doing. He said, but I'm not really a fan of this modern kind of stuff. Everybody say, it's on. It's on. I said, what do you mean modern stuff? He said, all this raising hands and dancing and praising and people with skinny jeans playing guitar. Everybody, amen. I said, what are you here for? He said, I'm looking in the Word, and I'm seeing that God has something bigger than just parking myself in my denomination, and I want to see His kingdom move. Everybody say, oh, yeah. yeah. So he starts diving in. We have three or four lunches together. I sit with him, and I start teaching him the kingdom of God. How many of you know the kingdom of God is not the kingdom of church? Put your hand over your chest and say, I am the church, church. and the kingdom's in me. How many of you got the kingdom in you? How many of you ever had the kingdom of Big Mac right in here? Now check it out. Listen close. Listen close. So I sat down with him for a few weeks. We began to talk about the kingdom. And when I say kingdom, I mean God's way of doing things. Amen? Remember, the kingdom without king is dumb. D-O-M. Jesus must be the king, just like freedom without free is dumb. If you've got freedom, it's got to be from the kingdom because he's the king. Everybody say, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. So I meet with this guy. And by the end of three or four meetings, he says, I'm going to believe God for something. I said, what's up? He said, I went to the doctor. This guy was probably around 50, 60 years old. He said, I went to the doctor, and they said, I have cancer. I said, wow, why didn't you tell me this? He said, I didn't want you confused or pushed by a situation. I wanted you to tell me the truth so that I could receive. Amen? I said, well, okay. I said, truthfully, I'm not thrown by that. Sometimes cancer throws people. But the stronger the word is in you, you can throw cancer. Amen? I said, well, what are you believing for? He said, I need life. I said, what's up? He said, I went for a prostate checkup, and I had a 21 PSA. He said, it's supposed to be below 2, and it was 21. The doctor said, this looks really bad. So we got together, we started praying, and he said, I've got a lot of fear. And I said, well, I want you to go home, press into his word, press into his presence until the fear is gone. Everybody say, what happened? He comes back the next morning. He said, I'm going tomorrow morning. I'm believing God. He said, I see the kingdom, and I know that I've changed my thinking, and I know his word says that I am the healed of the Lord. He goes to the doctor. The doctor said, we're going to check you out, but I'm pretty sure that this could be serious, even terminal. He comes back on Sunday morning, and he stands up in the pulpit, and he says, ladies and gentlemen, my PSA went from 21 to 1.5. Amen. Another praise report. Had a guy in our church who had some physical situations going on, an older, older gentleman. He gets put in the hospital. They thought he had a heart attack. He was having breathing issues. 
He gets stuck in the hospital, test after test. And when it's all done, they said, you're okay. You just need to be careful with your body, take in some better things. But he had a bill. Everybody say, money, money, money. 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 Some of you even had the hand going. I like it. <laughs> She's like, money. Amen? But he comes back, and I said, what's up? He said, well, I got a $100,000 hospital bill. And he said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, well, let's pray. We prayed. Guess what? He gets home, and there was an answering or a, a message on his answering machine. And it said, Mr. Rogers, this is uh, Cookville Regional Medical Center. We just want to let you know that your $100,000 bill was paid anonymously. And you know what he did? He didn't go, oh, praise the Lord. He's so good. He lost his mind. He showed up on Sunday. He was just dancing like crazy. He was hugging people. Why? When you see kingdom manifest, it changes who you are. For instance, some of you are in this room right now, and right now you're still trying to figure it all out. I see all the young guys. They're like going, hallelujah. Boy, she's pretty. See, you're stuck. <laughs> your mind is torn because of what you see. Everybody close your eyes. See if you can do it. One, two, three. Some of you didn't. One, two, three. Close them. Blinking counts. Close them, open them, close them now, and listen to the room for just about 20 seconds. No, just complete silence. Shh, 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 shh. Don't talk, just listen. All right, open your eyes. Somebody tell me what you heard. Wait, hang on, hang on. Static noise. <laughs> they heard it. A burp may not have been a burp. Sorry. No. You what? I heard the vents. You heard the vents. Giggling. <laughs> Boys, tiny children. Oh. Oompa, lumpa, What'd you hear? Chuckling. Where's Chuck Ling? He's Asian. No. What'd you hear? Shifting around. Everybody say movement. movement. Now listen, had I been talking this whole time while you had your eyes closed, you couldn't have heard those things, could you? That's why the Bible says, be still and know that I'm God. Because when you are quiet, you tune in to the sound of heaven. Everybody say tune. tune. For instance, it's kind of funny when you go into a bathroom, especially a men's bathroom in Hartsfield Airport. Everybody say uh-huh. You walk into that bathroom and there's a ton of stalls and everybody's trying to be quiet and you can't be quiet when you're doing business like that. There's always that one guy that's given up and he doesn't even care. He just walks in and says, boys, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> what is it? Sounds, right? And all of a sudden, like stall 15, you hear, Purr! right? And what happens? Stall 14 through one, you hear, <laughs> you can't help it. Listen, one man's gas affected the crew. Now think about this. One man's praise can change you. You've got to change your mind so that the output of your existence matches heaven. Everybody say, here we go. Everybody say, what you think about is what comes out of your life. Now I have wonderful uh, in-laws, my my. my, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, great people, and just the other night, we're sitting on the couch, and I began to laugh at the story she was telling me. Now, she recently came through pleurisy. She had a major problem in her body because of an accident she had, and it was really bad. I mean, her body was just racked with pain, 
And in the middle of the night, she leans over to my father-in-law, Kevin, and says, Kevin, I'm hurting. I need you to pray. Now, how many of you know that what you think about is what you say? It's a fact. Whatever you're thinking on, you can't talk if you're not thinking it. So he's sitting there. He's half asleep, and he starts praying. Well, his vehicle had been broke down. He had a problem with the differential. And so he leans over and begins to pray with Pam, but because the vehicle was on his mind, he goes, Lord, I pray healing over Pam, and the area she had pain was in her rear area. He said, Lord, I pray over Pam, just heal her rear differential. Everybody say, oh, yeah. yeah. She said she was like, oh, thank you. What? (laughs) But it popped out because it was on his mind, right? See, something happens as a believer when you actually get so infected with the gospel that even in common conversations, worship and words of adoration and praise will come out of your mouth. Everybody say, "Uh uh-huh. It happens to me at drive-thrus. I'll pull around. I'm at Hardee's. Everybody say, here we go. I'm at Hardee's, and I remember pulling up, and I order. The menu's there, and I'm like, I'd like this, I'd like that. She goes, sir, pull around, and she was mad. Everybody say mad. mad. I pulled around and got to the window, and she goes, hi, and I'm thinking, hi. <laughs> you ever look at people too long, start doing what they're doing? I'm like, I said, how are you doing? She goes, I'm here. How would you be? I said, oh, I said, I'm sorry to hear that. She goes, life is awful. I said, life is good because life has nothing to do with the day. Life is someone. She goes, I bet you're a preacher. (laughs) I said, I am. I'm a pastor. She goes, great, and walked away. (laughs) Comes back a few minutes later. She goes, here's your food preacher, man. Everybody say, what'd you do? She walks away. I pull off. The Lord said, pull back around. I'm like, come here. (laughs) She doesn't like me. She apparently doesn't like you. I don't want to talk to her. And the Lord said, you belong to me. You know my spirit pull back around. So I pulled back around and bypassed the guy who had just ordered, pulled up to the window, and I said, you, come here. She said, what? I said, you know God is good. He's been dealing with your heart for more than 15 years. You've turned your back and tried to run away, and it's God calling you back. She breaks down. Why? Because she knew the truth. The truth set her free. She's now back in church and loving the Lord with all of her heart. Now listen. Those are good things, but when your mind is changed, the kingdom kicks in. Look at James chapter 4, 7 through 8. I want to read some, some stuff to you tonight. James chapter 4, 7 through 8. Verse 7 says, therefore, everybody say, what's it there for? Let's find out. Submit to God. Everybody say, submit. Submit, submit means to get under. It means to get under or under the mission. Submission. Submit to God resist the devil and he will flee from you watch verse 8 draw near to god and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded everybody put your fingers on your head and say too many minds how many of you have had a lot of strange thoughts go through your head Now listen close. The reason I know that is your generation, they're now calling it the media generation. It's a generation that's constantly having things pumped in your eyes and ears. Constantly set on intake. And consequently, it's also one of the reasons why your generation is on antidepressant medications then in all generations combined. You know why? Because no one has an original thought because nobody's taking time to be still. Nobody's stopping. I looked out this morning at my dog. Everybody say, oh yeah. My dog's name is Bo, and as I look out at Bo, he's a border collie, he's sitting out there all black and white, just looking good, 
the breeze is blowing in Tennessee, the fog is in the field, and I noticed he crouches down. I was like, ooh, I've got my coffee. I'm like, it's action time. <laughs> I watch him. He crouches down. A deer walks out of the woods on our property. We live on about 12 acres. A deer walks out, starts coming across the field. You ever watch a deer? They're like Red Bull with feet, just starts looking, kneels down and goes, turns back, another one pops out of the woods, and Bo is like, oh, two foot of money, here we go. <laughs> He's sitting there like this, and it's funny how when a dog takes off, they shake a little bit. Isn't that a trip? Wouldn't it be funny if your car did that? You push the gas, and it goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Bo's sitting there like this, and I watch him squat down, his ears laid back, and the deer come 20 feet from him. He doesn't even make a sound. He just takes off. Now, he's a herding dog. He runs around and starts herding them, and the deer are like, where do we go? Where do we go? He's like, oh, I got you now, bruh. <laughs> Running, chasing these deer. He finally runs them into the woods. He comes back and chills. Everybody say chill. Yeah. The problem is, is that we're doing everything, going everywhere, thinking all these thoughts, and we never take time to stop and divine align our existence. Divine alignment is about taking everything in your existence, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, and aligning to the kingdom of God. Now, how many of you are born again? Meaning you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Then look at the person next to you and say, you a good-looking dead person. person. See, according to the Bible, listen close. It's like reverb. (laughs) Here's the crazy thing. According to the Bible, you died and your life is hidden with Christ. You gave your life to Him and you're not your own. Amen? Amen. Everybody say, I'm bought. I'm bought. Now say this with me. Satan, Satan. can't touch this. Okay. I told my age right there. But check this out. It says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts double-minded. Everybody say, two minds. Now, I want to teach you about double-mindedness, and then I'm going to dive into something, a piece of what I started at camp last year. I want you to see this. Double-mindedness does not mean you just have a couple of thoughts going through your brain. Double-mindedness speaks of a spirit thought and a natural soul thought that don't work together. What I mean by is this. How many of you, like I said, are born again? Now, put your hands down. The Bible said he's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. That means your spirit is lacking nothing to get the will of God done. You have everything that you need to walk in him in the spirit, man. Everybody say right here. Put your hand on your belly and say, ooh, it feels good. Put your hand on your nape. No, I'm just kidding. Some of you are like, ooh, no, I won't do that. Check it out. Now listen. Listen close. Spirit man has all of heaven. But put your fingers right here. Say this with me. My mind must change to match my spirit. Now watch close. If my mind is not renewed with the word of God. Go ahead and pop up Romans chapter 12, 1 through 2 for me. If my mind is not renewed with the word of God, my spirit man, though it has dead raising power, is literally powerless in the earth. Because if I don't change my mind with the word, then I won't have faith to release what is here. Why? Faith is understanding the word and making a declaration of what is true and watching it take place. If you don't know the truth, how can you proclaim truth? Your spirit man wants to walk on the power of God's word. Amen? Amen. I'll prove it to you. Go back to Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? It says that the Holy Spirit was hovering or brooding over the waters. Everybody say, here we go. 
So Ruach HaKodesh, everybody say Ruach HaKodesh. He was hovering over the waters. Why was he hovering? Why was he waiting? It's because God hadn't said anything yet. When God makes a statement, the Holy Spirit moves, which leads me to let you know, the Holy Spirit can only manifest on the Word of God, not emotion. That's why if you don't change your thinking, you can run in church and go, God, I want you. God, I need you. He's going to go, hey, you already got me. But you don't know that because you didn't change your mind. Boy, that's good preaching right there, Pastor Jason. Hallelujah. See, here's the thing. You don't change your thinking. Your spirit man's dormant. But when you change your mind, your spirit man comes alive when you change your mind with the truth. Amen? You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen? So when you start understanding this truth, it begins to come forth. For instance, the word of God is the will of God and the inheritance of the saints. So when you change your thinking according to this truth, you can then say yes and amen to it and have expectation of manifestation, which is the working of faith. Everybody say yeah. yeah. Like I've taught you for years, faith is F-A-I-T-H, forcefully apprehending impossibilities through him. But if you just play in church, you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you're hungry for more of who he is, I see people often begging God and crying out to God for something that's already there. God, give me this. And according to the word, it's already there. So their worship becomes more about asking for something than giving praise that he's due. Your greatest praise will come out of your life when you become aware of what's already given to you. Amen? You see it a lot of times even on Christian radio. A lot of songs that are, are singing about things, singing about tragedy and events and problems, begging God for things. Lord, show up. Lord, pour it out like you used to. I don't want God to pour it out like he used to. I want God to pour it out fresh today like he wants to do. Those past days were awesome, but the anointing of that day is not sufficient for today because he is new every morning and everybody likes fresh bread. Yeah. Amen? I said bread and I thought of cake. Who loves cake? Everybody, everybody loves cake. Cake got layers. And in the morning, I'm making waffles. No. Everybody say, come on. Now watch close, guys. A lot of times we have chaos. Everybody say chaos. chaos. Because our life, listen close, because our life is out of place. You ever notice that you gravitate towards order? I was on my way here and I stopped at a gas station. I went in and I said, can I use your restroom? She goes, uh-huh. And she hands me a key and attached to it was a police baton. I said, I'll hold it. <laughs> like, if you got to give me a bat to go to your bathroom, I'm not even going in the door. Amen. We gravitate towards places that are in order. How many of you have a room that is in order? Five, some of you lying. I'm giving an altar call for lying now. You got shoes with corn growing out of them and all that kind of stuff. But think about it. How many of you have a room that's uber messy? How many of you have found like Cheetos from, you know, back in the day? You're like, oh, a snack waiting to happen. <laughs> ever, ever so stale. Listen close. Listen close. The room got messy because you chose to, right? How many of you would agree that sometimes your mind looks like your room? 
Thoughts get messy. How many of you have had some messy thoughts go through your head? Now, let me say it like this, and I, I've used it before, but if I plugged your brain into this screen, how many of you would run in terror because everybody saw what you've been thinking the last 24 hours? Now listen close. That's not a trophy, and actually it's not even humorous because you know what? The Bible says to think on what is good and what is lovely. If you belong to him, then you know how to cast down thoughts because you've read the word that you have the authority to do it. Amen? I was in the church. I'd finished a service and teaching and preaching. I love to teach the word of God. And a guy came up to me. I had my Bible in my hand, and he walks up with this massive Bible. He walks up. He reaches and grabs my Bible, and he goes, okay, I'll talk to you now. I wanted to go, oh, thank you. May I smack you with your 50-pound Bible? <laughs> I was like, first off, don't come up to me and do that, okay? Why? Because that's my Bible. It's like, if you can't talk to me because of the version I'm using, you need to fall in love with Jesus again. Because the early church didn't have the Bible. They had the Spirit, and yet they raised the dead. Think about it. Everybody say, think. Look at somebody and say, think deeply. Romans 12, watch this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters. Everybody say, brethren. brethren. And sistren. And in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies, listen close, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, that is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what the will of God is. Pleasing, his pleasing and perfect will. Everybody say, it's my job to prove his will. Sometimes we say, God, touch my friends. God, change my friends. And did you know that he wants to use you? We're the vessels of the Lord. He deposited his spirit in us so that we could go forth and do the works of Christ. He said, these works and greater shall you do because I go to my Father. Can you imagine doing greater works than Jesus? It can happen if you change your thinking. But remember, you're changing your mind every day by what you see and what you hear. You're spending your entire life on the computer and lit up with Facebook and stuck in everybody's drama. No wonder that you're on antidepressants if that's you. Because the world around you is going down. When you inundate yourself with something that's going down, you follow that angle. But when you change your mind with truth that is always going up, you will rise when other things fall. Amen? I need some very mature folks to help me out here today. Let me use you guys. Wait, 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 wait. I got to use all three of you ladies right there. Come on up. And I need a, yeah, yep, right here. That's it. That's it. Okay, come here, ladies. If you'll stand right here. Stand right there. You stand right there. Come here, brother man. Listen close. I did not say talk. Right here. I want you just to kneel down facing the congregation. Just kind of, just have, have a seat right there. Tell me your name. Caleb. Everybody say, what's up, Caleb, with a K. Now, how many of you believe, listen close, Caleb is a human being? I told you some of them didn't believe that. It's okay. <laughs> I know. It's because of the hair. Now, listen. You don't want to know what's in there. Listen. Samson had long hair. It's cool. Check it out. How many of you believe Caleb has, Caleb has a brain? <laughs> Brother, man, I'm sorry, but not a single leader raised their hands. Sorry, dude. Okay. We're praying. We're praying. There's freedom. And school. Check it out. No, check it out for real. How many of you believe that this young man is born again? Right on. Now, Caleb, let me ask you a question. You were born again, right? You got a spirit man, right? 
You got a body. You also have a soul. Everybody put your finger right here. Everybody. Point right to your head and say, this is my soul. Now drop your hands for a second, listen close, I'm about to go quick. Sometimes we think soul is the part of us that was renewed and regenerated at salvation. It wasn't, that was your spirit. Soul is your mind, will, and emotions, or the way you think. All through the Bible, Jesus talks about changing your thinking. Because you have a soul, you live in a body, and you got a born-again spirit, right? Now how many of you are born again, you're in church, and sometimes you're pumped, but every now and then your flesh doesn't want to follow God? That's because your flesh is not saved. When you get to heaven, you get a new body. Amen? Amen. I want to show you something. This is Caleb with a K. But this is a picture of his spirit, soul, and body. Now watch close, guys. If if you'll actually get this, this will change your entire Christian life. Everyone say, here we go. So I want you to watch close. All these three are a picture of him as one. How many of you know that there's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit? God created you in a trinity picture because we are made in his image, right? Watch close. Spirit, soul, and body. Now, stand right there, ladies. Keep, keep there. Stay there for a second. I want to show all of y'all something. Now, Caleb, get on the ground. Everybody say spirit. spirit. Soul. soul. Body. body. Now, when Caleb was not born again, his spirit man was dead. Do you agree? It's what the Bible says. The spirit man was unregenerated. So his mind and his body were in agreement. That's why he could do anything in the flesh and not really feel bad about it because they were a team. See? Now watch close. Watch close, though. Caleb showed up to 5979, and God hooked his life up and changed him forever, and spirit was regenerated and came to life. Woohoo! Now watch. Just because... What? Okay, here you go. Listen, I just got the report. Let me give you truth. He was at his Nana's house on the toilet. Okay, now listen close. I don't want you guys to miss this, so I need you to see this. He was born again. Spirit came alive. But watch. His soul hadn't been changed yet. So even though his spirit was alive, his soul hadn't been changed, his body was still doing what he was thinking That is why he was torn, because all of a sudden he wants to do the right thing, but he hadn't changed his mind enough for his body to respond. Now, spirit man was regenerated, and when he starts changing his mind, soul is the key for every single one of you. If you'll change your thinking with God's word, okay? Everybody say, here we go. This is soul. If you change your soul with the word of God, this has to give way because now spirit man is leading. Remember, the word of God is what's in your spirit. Everybody say, yeah. So where these two used to be the driving force of the majority that ruled, now spirit and soul are connected and the body has to give way. And that's when miracles start happening in your life. Give the Lord some praise, everybody. Thank you, guys. Y'all can have a seat. Let's give them a hand clap of thanks. Now, listen, guys, I'm going to go fast. I got a minute and 38. When I got born again December 18th of 94, I was born again and I fell in love with Jesus. I knew that I had been completely converted, but I couldn't understand why I was battling thoughts still. I thought, well, if I'm born again, how come I don't have wings and fly around spiritually and go, oh, I love everyone? (laughs) Listen close. It's because I hadn't changed my mind yet. But when I started changing my mind with the word, I became aware of what was already down in here. And these two started colliding. No longer was I walking in double-mindedness or two minds, but one came together, and the body had to yield to the Spirit of God. That's where preaching began for my life in 1995. 
And I've been preaching ever since. And I will not stop till I see Jesus face to face. Because what he did is legitimate. It's real. I've watched fingers grow out that weren't there. I've watched eyes that were blind come alive. I've seen people that didn't have a liver. God created it in their body. Watch God do this. I watched a lady that had a, her uterus removed. I watched her have quintuplets. That's a lot of kids. That's like a congregation in a day. Listen close. That sounds insane, but listen. Nothing's impossible with him who believes. Watch close. Shh, shh. Nothing's impossible with him who believes. But how can you believe in something if you don't know? Everybody say, I know. See, when you know his truth, you know it belongs to you. But there's a submission to divine alignment. In the Bible, there's a guy named Naaman. And Naaman had leprosy. He showed up and he heard that there was a prophet who could heal him. He comes to the area of the prophet. The prophet sends his messenger. The messenger says, listen, the prophet's got an answer for you. Go to the Jordan and dip seven times in the water. You'll be made clean. Now, when you have leprosy, I mean, that's, that's like when you clap, fingers fly. Everybody say rough disease. rough disease. The messenger says, the prophet told me to send you to the Jordan. Everyone say, yar, yar. Den. den. It means the river of humility. He says, go wash in the river of humility and repentance. But what did Naaman do? He goes, I thought this prophet would come out since I'm a, I'm a high guy. I thought he would come out and wave his hand over me. What he wanted him to do is go, I am the prophet. I've come and I will heal thee. Receive, oh mighty man. But what did he do? Messenger goes, in our language, hey dude, what's up? Uh, go to the Jordan, dip seven times. Right on. Here's why. We love to make everything grand. God loves to keep it simple. Go wash seven times. The guy got mad. It took a servant girl to come up and go, Naaman, be honored, but let's be real. You have leprosy. You're going to die. If he had told you to go bathe in one of these other rivers, you would have went, oh, yes, I will, and you would have thrown yourself in ecstasy to the river. <laughs> no. You know what he does? She says, if he had told you this, you would have done it. He goes, yeah. She said, how much more if he tells you to do something simple? In other words, change your thinking, Naaman. So he goes over to the Jordan. Imagine him. I could see him going, I gotta go wash in the Jordan. <laughs> Servant girl goes, dip. One. Wait, they didn't have watches. <laughs> Two. Do you see her going? One, <laughs> See him in the water going, somebody got the healing, somebody got, right? He goes back and he says, we want to give you these gifts. The prophet said, I didn't ask for a gift. I'm here to give. But Gehazi was his servant. He said, oh, I need some gifts. He follows him up and he said, well, the Lord said, or my master said, you should give me these things. And so I'd love to receive them. So he basically received those things. He goes back to the prophet and the prophet said, where were you? Oh, I've been here the whole time. Did not my heart go with you? There's a time to receive gifts. But because you have done this evil thing in the sight of the Lord, not only you, but every generation following your name will be covered with leprosy. You see, he was acting upon feeling and not upon faith. When your emotions lead your existence, you will walk in a cycle of failure that God never called you to. But when you let your mind change with the word of God and you allow the spirit to lead, you'll walk in life 
and peace and everything around you will change. Everybody say amen. amen. You see, God's kingdom is advancing, guys. God's kingdom is real. It's bigger than a building. It's bigger than a gathering. It's bigger than time. Could somebody come play a little something? It's bigger than everything. And all you have on this earth is time. What was the first year that I came to Liberty? 96, 97? It's been a while. I think we're on 20 years now. Pretty awesome. And I've watched Liberty change. I've watched how it's grown, and I've watched the movement. Things have happened. But you know what's funny is that even though Liberty has changed and moving forward and growing in places and doing different ministries, Jesus remains the same. The same Jesus that was healing students 20 years ago is doing the same thing today. Because his kingdom and his word is true. To divinely align your life also means that you are going to have to eject your existence from some things in your life. Look up here for just a second. It also means that you may have to eject from some relationships in your life. If you got people that are not focused on Christ and they are a big part of your existence in your life influencing you, you might have to say, I got other things I got to do. You might have to look at them and say, I love you, I care about you, but I can't do this right now. Why? Because I belong to Jesus. My life is His. I remember my daughter walking out of kids' church at Global Force one day. She was 10. She walked up trembling, and I said, honey, what happened? She goes, Daddy, I was just born again. I said, really? I said, how do you know? She said, I heard them talking about Jesus in kids' church. And I, my heart was burning, and I knew that I had to receive him. She said, but daddy, I don't feel worthy. I said, well, honey, in your flesh and in yourself, you're not. But Jesus makes you worthy. And I gave her the picture of the gospel in full, and I said, he went to the cross and not only carried your sin, but he made a place so that you could be hidden in him and have the favor of the Father on you at all times. She said, daddy, that's what I want. I said, you got it. She goes, I do? I said, it's inside. She goes, how does Jesus, being a full-grown man, live inside me? I said, your spirit man comes alive. I said, in your body, one day this body goes to the grave, but that spirit man lives forever. She said, wow, there's such peace. She said, daddy, I can't explain it. I said, that's called peace above understanding. A peace that passes understanding. There's no English language to truly explain or fathom the greatness of God. He's not a church service. He's way bigger. He's not even a 24-hour day. He's way bigger. He's outside of time working inside time to show himself strong on your behalf and to love you so that you may turn to him, come out of darkness to light, but walk in pure peace. So receive him. Receive him. Maybe you prayed a prayer back in the day. Maybe you prayed a prayer and you said, all right, I'm born again because I said a prayer. But maybe your heart hasn't fully changed. Maybe you're sitting there and you're going, well, Pastor Jason, I like coming to 5979, but I got so much in my life right now. And right now I need Jesus to set me free of all this chaos that I haven't been telling anybody about. I'm tired of living my life without peace and joy and true life like you talk about. I want to walk with him. I want to talk with him. I want to be near him. And I want to grow in the measure of his favor and grace and become a disciple of Christ. I don't have it all together, but I know he does. So I want to give my life completely to him.
If you're in this room tonight and you say, Pastor Jason, I need to rededicate my life to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I don't have it all together, but I need to let him know where I stand with him and in my heart to lay it all down. If that's you, put your hand up and don't be afraid of a single person in this room.